Hello everyone, here's Davide. In the next hour I will talk about the magnetic and sensual world of the great cinema director Claire Denis. I can tell you I've literally lived inside her movies in the past few days. The vision of her filmography together with that enchanted thinking that most of her movies left me with, I think it's fair to say was more than the time I spent sleeping these days. First of all, I have to precise that this program today will not be an analysis of her movies, since I despise analysis. This means for you that you can listen to this program without getting too much spoiled. What I want to do is to introduce you to her cinema and sometimes I will do so by talking about some scenes of her movies. I chose these scenes mostly just as a pretext because they are a manifestation of those aspects of her cinema that fascinate me the most. So I won't go into the details of the plot and I won't take into consideration all of her movies. From her filmography, the only singularity I want to mention is the fact she lived all her childhood in the French colonial Africa, her father being a civil servant. This obviously had profound effects on her imaginary and sensitivity. Some of her movies are in fact set in Africa. And right now I will tell you about one of these movies. Actually, it is the first long movie, Chocolat, directed by Claire Denis and written together by her and her long-time artistic companion Jean-Paul Fargeau. Chocolat was presented at Cannes Festival in 1988. This movie is shot in Cameroon and just as another movie in Claire Denis filmography, Beautravail, from 1999, set in the French colonial Africa, the plot has two temporal dimensions, the past and the present. But what does this first movie show of this enigmatic artist? First of all, the approach she has to image, an approach that has the same quality of a photographer approach, because the image does the talking in her cinema. Actually, the dialogues in Chocolat, for instance, are dialogues with not much meaning in terms of them revealing what these characters feel. One of the revelatory scenes of the movie is in fact the one where this lady, the wife of this colonialist, struggling to adapt living in Africa, is pictured at the feet of the Prote, her servant. No words do access this scene. The Prote, who doesn't even have a name for the white individuals referring to him during the movie, interiorizes in silence his rage. It is the rage for his own forced submission and for the submission of all his people to the white colonialists. His eyes are made of steel by a strict sense of duty and pride. There is a scene when he punishes himself for being catched taking a shower naked by the lady. He knows no line can be crossed between them. And when in this scene she touches his leg, she is sitting on the floor, overwhelmed by her emotions, and caresses the leg of the prote with a rhythm that is both timid and lustful, as if she is defeated by her own desire. Still no words. The Prote knows that 
what she is hinting with her sexual approach is absolutely forbidden and impossible. But he doesn't react coldly or compassionately manifesting his refusal. He reacts roughly, strongly taking her by her shoulders and literally making her standing up on her feet. And in a way, he is giving this lady back her pride. This opens a whole aspect in Claire Denis' cinema as she is very sensitive to the condition of black people in Africa and more in general to the condition of foreigners, living in a place that doesn't give them a sense of belong. Whether the story is set in Africa, like in this Chocolat or Beau whether it is shot in France, there is almost always a character that is Russian or black or in some way stranger to the place. But let's move back to this scene. This lady is at the feet of his servant. The significance of this scene with its strong visual images, this body that is prostrated at the feet of his servant, speaks alone. And it speaks a language with no words that leaves an opening to the mysteries that fulfill each one of Claire Denis' movie. We will try to go deeper in this important aspect of her artistic vision later. First I want to talk about my feeling on this scene and what does it tell for me. De Proté is repulsed by the voluntary submission of this madam because he is repulsed by all kinds of submission being a victim of this system of human bonds built by white men in his own land. And probably the fact that she is doing it by choice is the reason of his reaction, a reaction that is almost a moral teaching. But what is powerful in this scene and in Claire Denis' artistic vision is the fact that psychology has such a subordinate, irrelevant place. The psychological approach, building dialogues and characters clear as stones, with no mysteries, no shadow zones, is typical in today's cinema and particularly in theatre, as Antonin Artaud tells with great insight in his book The Theatre and Its Double. I find Artaud's words very good and precise to express what I want to say about this subject. Artaud says, If confusion is the sign of the times, I see at the root of this confusion a rupture between things and words, between things and the ideas and signs that are their representation. It is because we choose to observe our acts and lose ourselves in considerations of their imagined form instead of being impelled by their force. And this faculty is an exclusively human one. I would even say that it is this infection of the human which contaminates ideas that should have remained divine. A protest against the idea of culture as distinct from life as if there were culture on one side and life on the other. Antonin Artaud says the European ideal of art attempts to cast the mind into an attitude distinct from force but addicted to exaltation. Our petrified idea 
of the theater is connected with our petrified idea of a culture without shadows. While describing the Balinese theater and how it is different from the Western one, Arto says, our theater, which has never had the idea of metaphysics of gesture, our purely verbal theater, unaware of everything that exists in the hair of the stage. There is no transition between a gesture to a cry or a sound. All the senses interpenetrate, as if through strange channels hollowed out in the mind itself. Why did I choose these words from Antonin Artaud? I find they are describing one of, of these aspects in Claire Denis' cinema. Claire Denis stated herself in an interview that she despised the psychological fixation of a character. There is no place in her cinema for the occidental obsession for immunity, relegating passions in the name of the mind. Feelings, passions, sexual impulses flowing out to jealousy, envy, hate, disease. These are the fuel of our characters, like they are our fuel as human living beings. This is the reason why these characters emanate life. They are three-dimensional, real bodies. Here is where Claire Denis is close to oriental cinema and culture for me. I found out she herself stated that Japanese cinema is one of her first cinematic passions. The Western typical characters live in a bubble. And in this bubble characters, as Western men, watch themselves in an idealized reflection which prevents them from living in. The result is that the gist of life is deprived of the essence in that cinema, allowing filmmakers to be omnipotent and detached from their actors, because such is the disease of the so-called postmodern man, to sacrifice the fragile and frightening essence of life for an illusion of immunity that ultimately is deadly. Her characters are obscure, angelic and cruel together. She gives them a body through the movements of her camera, through her attention. And they all have their own different breathing rhythm. On the way she films the bodies, there will be a chance to talk later. She herself said that the body and its living in the space is all she is concerned about in her cinema. But what I would like to lighten up is the sense of freedom that the bodies of these characters exudes. We can say that who is shooting behind the camera is captured by them. She is captured by her characters, as she is captured by human nature, maybe. Hence, her attraction for real men, real stories, like the real serial killer, the killer of old women in Paris, main character in Je Passe au Meille. Hence, her unique way of not only directing, but approaching with her camera to the body of the actors. It's important for her to be fair to the body of the actors. Yes, to be fair, this is what she says in an interview, and I find it incredible to hear. Only with trust, a double-sided trust, from them to her 
and from her to them, can this freedom of their bodies be possible? I found it incredible to hear because the tradition of actors' treatment is often, even when we refer to great art, the one of victimizing the actors for the sake of art. Or, for example, as Carmelo Bene believed, that the actor should be ultimately a machine. Of course, the sensitivity in Claire Denis' way of living and shooting movies translates into strong tendency to work with frequent actors like muses. An aspect that always fascinates me in a director because it usually means that the acting in that movie will be very good. If there is no trust in the relationship between the actor and the filmmaker, you can feel it, says Claire Denis. So, Grégoire Collin, Richard Courset, Beatrice Dahl, Alex Descartes, Vincent Gallo, Katerina Galubieva. These are some of the recurring actors in Claire Denis cinema. This is also one aspect I talked about before in the program about Wong Kar Wai, I made with my flatmate Tristan. The spectrum of possibilities for both a filmmaker and an actor, when there is trust resulting into freedom, is just so wide that can be a force itself in the success of the movie. We talked about chocolat at the beginning of the program, and now I want to take into consideration another movie, maybe the one movie that raptured me the most in her filmography. It's the movie I quoted before, Je passe au meil. Anyway, I use the term rapture to qualify my feeling in watching Je passe au meil. This is because it left me a physical feeling, and for me it was distinctively the physical feeling of attraction and rapture. When something is at distance, but makes us seduced, like slowly submitting in that douceur of not being able to reach quite completely that body or that thing. Camille is the character that must represent the source and the origin of this feeling in me. This is a character with a borderless body, beyond the masculine, beyond the feminine, beyond the demon and the angel, beyond the limit like a divine Satan. And the way he is filmed, especially in one scene, that is the scene I will talk about, is the way of a moving sensual sculpture shaped by Camille Claudel. Camille's body is shooted like the body of a sculpture, for whom the movement takes its own time and space. The scene I want to talk about is the scene where, dressed as a lady with a long black night dress, black gloves only covering the palm of his hand, Camille is performing in a cabaret for homosexuals. I found this scene astonishing. It just left me with a physical reaction so strong that I spent my entire day listening to the song played during the scene. The singer is Jean-Louis Moura and the name of the song is Le Lieu des Faits. The way of shooting the scene has such a delicate sensuality. It's kind of representative of what the movie leaves. This movie leaves you with a big enigma. What is happening? What has happened inside this man? The power of these enigmas in uh, all the cinema of Claire Denis is also the fact of how she decides to tell a story. 
She very often cut her filming and decides not to show part of the story. Sometimes she just doesn't care to show something. We are left with some kind of void, holes where we don't know what happened and we can only have our imagination helping us into the understanding. I find this aspect very important also in relation of how she is shooting the body and where this sensuality in her filming comes from. I will talk about the other movie that came out in 1994. This movie is called US Go Home and is part of a project of French television. And basically this project asked 10 different uh, filmmakers to shoot a movie about adolescents in their own vision only with the limit to have a dance scene in it. I think it's uh, the movie that left me with the strongest sense of mystery. In the beginning of the movie, basically, the brother, played by Grégoire Collin, reads some words that manifest a disgust for the man that is driven only by the vices of wine and sex. In the end of the movie, we have a shot on a wall with the words US go home. I must tell that I will be precise and uh, maybe I will uh, get closer to a spoiler talking about this movie because my questions are uh, really specific. We have the character played by Vincent Gallo, who is an American soldier living in France in the 60s. He is the one that we can relate to the man with the vices of wine and sex. He is the American one. In this movie he flirts with the 15 years old main character and probably he has sex with her. But still the look of Claire Denis during this movie suggests a kind of sweet sensuality. And my question is, how can a director shoot something so ambiguously? Like a vortex of ambiguous visions that have contrast with themselves. This fresh libido coming from the adolescent attraction and curiosity of Martin. But there are also very frightening scenes filled with tensions, especially in the woods and the forest. There is some sweetness and fascinating quality in Vincent Gallo's character but also a strong vice that never brings him to the thought of abolishing the idea of making sex with a 15-year-old girl. This movie, US Go Home, has so much that is not said, is not revealed. The way she films intimacy between bodies in this movie is the way that for me defines erotism. The technique she uses for me is the technique of avoyeur. Her camera is distant from the bodies. It's like she is spying them, hypnotized like a voyeur behind a door or behind a bush. Like in the scene at the beginning of this movie where Martine and her friend Marlene watch something behind the bush and they are hypnotized with their eyes, but we cannot actually see what they are looking. We can only see their faces and their eyes through the whole of this vegetation. And this is more powerful because of the fact that when this erotism is becoming the act of sex, she cuts the scene, she is not interested in the act of sex. 
let's move back because if cinema is the word of wire, like a beautiful quote from the movie The Dreamers by Bernardo Bertolucci, her sensitive curiosity, like if she wants to enter inside and she's slowly reaching it. But in the end, she decides not to break that magic by filming the act. To go deeper into this aspect of her unique way of filming the body, another movie can help us. This is a movie from 2002 called Vendredi Soir, very unusual for me in her filmography. It is a kind of musical symphony and... Differently from other of her movies, she uses the music much more to create a relation between a scene and another, like a complete flow. Also, technically, you can feel that she uses the fading in this movie much more than in the others. She also uses a technique to slow down the movement of uh, her character's body. And this all comes together for me like a complete symphony. It's just a night, a single night between these two characters meeting by complete chance in the street and spending the night together. In this movie, she enters the lines of these bodies and she enters the lines these bodies create touching one another. And in this way, given also the fact that she doesn't use a digital camera, the image coming from these bodies is so close sometimes that is almost abstract. Never in this movie is shooted the act of sex. The sensual heating that this cinema lives, it is for me the definition of erotism, because she makes it in the way that this erotic tension will never finish. What I do feel from this erotism and way of filming is a kind of opening. And from this opening comes inside the libido, comes inside fear, comes inside tension, curiosity and attraction stronger than taboos. And also the distance, physical distance of her way of filming, like when she uses filters between the camera and the bodies, like when she shoots behind the trees of the woods in US Go Home, or when she uses blankets to cover parts of the bodies in the characters of this Vendredi Soir. I think, ultimately, that what defines and what makes it so unique Claire Denis cinema is why she chooses to tell this particular character's story. And the camera is used like a part of her body to tell this story. And from these two aspects, I will uh, read now two of her quotes from an interview of 2019. The camera is always my companion. If you take the dancing sequence with Juliette Binoche in Let the Sunshine In, the most magic ballet in movement was done by the camera. And referring to what drones her to her characters, she says, usually screenplay is something that for some reason is close to my emotions. I can't completely invent a character that I have no relation with. I must at least be able to feel what the character feels. Someone I could like, love, cherish, or dislike, or would never cherish. Someone close, not to my real life, but to my spiritual life, my dreamy life. I'm a dreamer, after all. Personally, 
These are the aspects of her cinema that makes me so hypnotized. Hypnotized is the word, and I really love this hypnosis. I am fascinated by also some details of Claire Denis' way of shooting, like the way she is shooting the back, is the way of a revealing of a character pain. These close shootings reveals the lines of slowly moving backs, and two scenes in particular come into my mind when I think about her way of shooting the back. In both these scenes, it's the back of a killer. It is the back of the killer in Je Passe au Meil, in the scene I talked about before. And it is the scene in the movie Trouble Every Day, when she is shooting the back of the killer just after she reveals her husband that she wants to die. I don't have time to talk about this movie today. This is my second program actually about Claire Denis because I also made an Italian program about uh, the movie Beau That's also the reason why I didn't mention this movie so much today. But this one, Trouble Every Day, opens that obscure movies in Claire Denis cinema, which is also part of the, the last of her movies, High Life. In both these movies, and I think in every one of these movies, There is no psychological portrait limiting the characters. And this prevents from relieving our sense of uh, being uncomfortable. It was a very long time I didn't see movies with such vision behind them. And most of all, I can feel that from me and the screen in front of me, the filter is almost not present. Sometimes in her movies, the characters are watching the camera. We are in the position of what is being watched. And I want to end this program talking about uh, mentioning this aspect, because what I feel is the space of the movie suddenly becoming my space. It's like a barrier and a filter is being broken by these eyes looking at you looking at something that you can't see. It's a kind of an uncomfortable feeling that has the power to make you be present in some way in the story of this movie. I think this is the end. It has been uh, quite a challenge for me to make program alone in uh, English, but I enjoyed the challenge. And that's it. Thank you for listening to me. Have a great day and bye-bye.